0: Welcome back to the Deeper Dive podcast, Catechism of the Catholic Church in a Year. Today is day number 360, and we begin with number 2822. Our Father desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. He is forbearing toward you, not wishing that you should perish, that any should perish. His commandment is that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. This commandment summarizes all the others and expresses His entire will. He has made known to us the mystery of His will, according to His good pleasure that He set forth in Christ, to gather up all things in Him, things in heaven and things on earth. In Christ we have also obtained an inheritance, having been destined according to the purpose of Him who accomplishes all things according to His counsel and will. We ask insistently for it. For this loving plan to be fully realized on earth as it already, as it is already in heaven. In Christ, and through his human will, the will of the Father has been perfectly fulfilled once for all. Jesus said on entering into this world, Lo, I have come to do your will, O God. Only Jesus can say, I always do what is pleasing to him. In the prayer of his agony, he consents totally to this will. Not my will but yours be done for this reason jesus gave himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age according to the will of god and of our god and father and by that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of jesus christ once for all although he was a son jesus learned obedience through what he suffered how much more reason have we sinful creatures to learn obedience We, who in him have become children of adoption. We ask our Father to unite our will to his sons in order to fulfill his will, his plan of salvation for the life of the world. We are radically incapable of this, but united with Jesus and with the power of his Holy Spirit, we can surrender our will to him and decide to choose what his son has always chosen to do what is pleasing to the Father. In committing ourselves to Christ, we can become one spirit with him and thereby accomplish his will in such wise that it will be perfect on earth as it is in heaven. Consider how Jesus Christ teaches us to be humble by making us see that our virtue does not depend on our work alone, but on grace from on high. He commands each of the faithful who prays to do so universally for the whole world. For he did not say, Thy will be done in me or in us, but on earth, the whole earth so that error may be so that error may be banished from it truth take root in it all vice be destroyed on it virtue flourish on it and earth no longer differ from heaven by prayer we can discern what is the will of god and obtain the endurance to do it jesus teaches us that one enters the kingdom of heaven not by speaking words but by doing the will of my father in heaven if anyone is a worshipper of god and does not and does his will God listens to him. Such is the power of the church's prayer in the name of her Lord, above all in the Eucharist. Her prayer is also a communion of intercession with the All-Holy Mother of God and all the saints who have been pleasing to the Lord because they willed his will alone. It would not be inconsistent with truth to understand the words, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, to mean in the church as in our Lord Jesus Christ himself. Or in the bride who has been betrothed, just as in the bridegroom who has accomplished the will of the father, father Jack,
1: thanks Bill and this this kind of middle petition I will be done or I think it's not quite the middle yet, but thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven uh, it has to do primarily obviously with with doing the will of the father but um but when we as we hear it, we hear the the different levels in which. Christ speaks, albeit implicitly. Although being able to wrap it up in uh, uh, short, sh- much shorter words than I, I'm able to speak. Uh, but first is is that we recognize what the will uh, is, which is that greatest commandment to love God above all things with our all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, uh, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. Like that is the primary motive of will. Uh, that is the primary thing in which we are called to do. Um, but from there we see so much uh, kind of brought out of that, that that we're, we're called to establish that will uh, on earth. And and I think uh, St. John Chrysostom's uh, quote given here, which is how, uh, which kind of the middle one that says, consider how Jesus Christ teaches us to be humble by making us see that our virtue does not depend on our work alone, but on grace from on high. And then he goes on talking about how it's, we don't pray for in me, but rather we pray for on earth. Um, that, that distinction's huge, I think. You know, my, my humble opinion uh, is that the distinction between saying that what we pray for consistently, what we're told to are taught how to pray by Christ is not let this be done in me in a very individualistic sense, but rather we're, we are praying for the whole world. Why? Probably because our prayer is not our prayer. Um, what do I mean by that? I mean, we know that, that the impetus, the movement, the, 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 the first uh, th- thing that moves us to prayer is grace, and that grace means that God is the one who is moving us to pray back to him. Um, we know that all of our prayer, if there is any efficacy to it, is through our one mediator, Jesus Christ, that all of our prayer is not because of the merits of a particular person, but because of what Christ has done, is doing, and will do forever. Uh, which is sit be- stand before the Father as true God and true Man, and and offer these prayers that we make. And so, when we pray, it seems really big to be, pr- or which ought to seem very big, to say they will be done on earth. Um, do it universally. Do it in every person. Do it in every creature. Do it in everything that occurs. Um, but what what we should recognize is, well, shouldn't all of our prayers be that way? Shouldn't we be so bold? As to speak like this in front of God, what I think Christ is teaching us when He gives us this particular, uh, this particular petition, is be as bold as you possibly can, for the work that you do is no longer your own. That when Christ establishes His reign in the world, when He establishes Himself as as Victor over sin, death, and of all things on heaven, in heaven and on earth, what He's reminding us of is that we have a great call, a great, um, a great intercessor mediator in heaven. And and he calls us to be so bold and to recognize the dignity that he establishes within us that I think we sometimes, you know, get worried in front in our prayer to say, Oh, I'm not sure if, if I, if I should pray like this. I don't know if I, you know, no, we go, we go all the way, uh, to, to, to pray to the father. We, 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 pour out ourselves just as Christ did. Just as uh, St. Augustine reminds us that we're called to hear this petition as in the church as it is in the bridegroom, right? That that we're called to lay down ourselves completely, completely pour out ourselves as Christ did on the cross in front of God, knowing that it's not our work that's being done. It's not uh, our life that we're living for ourselves, but it is truly something in which we commend to God, that we pour out into his spirit, that we know that he will make good even out of the greatest of evils, that as we pray for his will to be done, we don't pray for it to be easy for me, but rather we, may be, we pray that it may be complete in him.